Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Uh, good evening, and welcome to this 19th episode of Dungeons and Airwaves. Uh, we're almost at our second milestone, which is exciting. With a bit of luck, we won't have to be doing this in our own homes for too much longer, provided that everyone can be sensible. Yeah, well, fingers Looking fingers at you, crossed. capital cities. Looking at you. Hey, no, look, Melbourne and Brisbane have been fine. There's only one capital city that's to blame here, and we all know which one that is. <coughs> Sydney. Because, <laughs> God forbid, anything inconvenience people from Sydney. Ugh. In all seriousness, to everyone that, is, that has been doing the right thing, I really hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe, and I hope that we can provide a nice distraction over the next hour and an hour and a half with our continuing adventures in our campaign. And for the love of God, please make sure that you are checking in on your family and making sure they're all safe as well. That, yep. Wholesome Some, content only. That's all we're here for. <laughs> Speaking of family, who's ready to see Kodak get beaten up? Me. Oh, he is going to get absolutely <laughs> shat on. So, where we left off last week, uh, you finally made it to the Ironback Woods, where you were met by Kodak's younger sibling, Misha, and an unnamed bear that was not a bear um misha hugged me yes everyone got bear hugs quite literal and you made your way back to the camp of clan ironback where things were not what they seemed and were a little bit concerning for everyone the very last thing that happened was ursica kodak's older sister basically exploding from the ruins that were within the camp and demanding to know where her brother was. So that's where we'll pick up. Does Ursula have a voice? Like, have you got a... um? We have heard her voice uh, before. No, I mean, um, like, how like you have the Arnie Wicklow voice, how you have Sir Orm's voice. Have you perfected a voice for this character? Not really, because I've only voiced her once. Sure. And just for clarification's sake, because I've heard it referred to as both throughout this campaign... Is it called the Ironback Woods or the Ironback Forest? Both work. It technically it's a forest. Um, yeah, but either either. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. So a woods They're interchangeable. Like a, yeah, pretty much. So, what is everyone's reaction to a seven foot something incredibly muscular woman just appearing out of nowhere? Well, I believe Gordy ah! screamed and hid behind me, she which is funny. She yep. did. So I guess I'm just, I'll just sort of shift my, I'll just sort of turn my body so I am fully protecting Gordy and she is very much behind me. <laughs> she barely makes it to your kneecap, I'm pretty sure. Um, um, Kodak with the soup bowl, just going to kind of bring it back down to <laughs> eye level and look, <laughs> it back up. <laughs> <laughs> and just ever so slightly places the bowl on the ground. Kodak, I, 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 like, okay, I can't really whisper without it disappearing, but pretend, okay, I'm whispering this to Kodak. Kodak, who is that? That, Leo, would be my sister, and I'm in a lot of trouble. What on earth have you done? It's more so a lack of what I couldn't do. 
Well, I believe we're about to find out. Here comes Big Mama. Try not to say that around her. <laughs> She's very sensitive. No, it's... It's good. <laughs> now we've just got like a Torment Brienne thing going on here. <laughs> yeah. I heard the giant woman's here. <laughs> Where's the big woman? <laughs> and she she's a very big woman. This is muscle wife. Um... Angry muscle wife who's ready to punt someone through a wall. And she basically parts this camp like it's the goddamn Red Sea as everyone just gets out of her way. So she looks angry. Oh, she looks pissed. I I guess I stand up. How just close? See, just how wait close? for what's coming. <laughs> like, how close are we to Kodak, Gordy and I? You guys are all, like, next to each other. I'll just sort of, like, sort of, just give, just sort of not stand back, like, not make it look too obvious, but just sort of um, put a little bit of space between Kodak and myself, Gordy, uh, <laughs> out of pure respect for this big lady. Okay. From um, behind, from behind Leo, I'm just going to be like trying to stay behind him in like sight, but backing away to hide behind a tree. Okay. Just you can easily crouch behind one of the logs or something that are in this camp. They're huge trees. Mm-hmm. Fine, I guess I'm not um, a good enough fighting of, spot. From the back, you just see Misha, like, making this cut-it-out motion. <laughs> like, like time-out, time-out kind of thing. <laughs> so, Kodak, what are you doing? As your sister stalks toward you with bracing fit in impact. her eyes. Bracing for impact. <laughs> Not so much getting ready for a stance of throwing down, more so just getting ready for the punch I know is coming my way. Kodak, quick, roll a shit your pants saving throw. <laughs> pants are ruined. That's technically a charisma saving throw, I would say. Nat 20. Um, <laughs> nice. What a waste of a 20 for the night. Now um, one, Kodak has died of dysentery. Oh my god. The Oregon Whoa. Trail. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? Um, are you actively going to, like, are you bracing knowing that a punch is coming? or are you... I'm suspecting that a punch is coming my way. Okay. She stops about five feet short of you, which is still well within her melee range and she just stares down at you and you know she's got a couple more scars on her face now um and the other thing you notice most prominently is that over one shoulder is a ragged kind of deep red cloak and upon that is your father's cloak which is the old massive bear skin that the leader of the clan wears you look to be doing well, Ursica. And I just kind of send Riker off to a tree. <laughs> just kind of... Basically picks him up, kind of chucks him. <laughs> just neats. Gotta keep him safe. I warned you not to come back here. Kodak just kind of scratching at his ears like, I thought that's what you said, but I wasn't 100% sure. Either way, I'm back now. What's with all the people around? What's with the outsiders? They're helping us. With what? 
I've been gone months, no word. Yes, because it's no longer your concern. It involves the clan. It will always be my concern. You're not a part of this clan. I feel there's quite a few people that would disagree. You're weak, Kodak. And you don't belong here. I am here, regardless of whether or not you want me here. I've come for something. And what, pray tell, have you come for? I believe it might be the same thing your friends are here for. It's in that, and I gesture at the temple. Or the ruins. You're not stepping foot in there. I believe it is the responsibility of everyone in Clan Ironback, regardless of if you deem them worthy or not, to protect what is in there. And You're as not a member going of... to protect it. We're using it. And you see Kodak kind of wince at the mention of using the orbs. Yeah, Leonet's just sort of I feel like that's not in our best interest, really. I've seen what these orbs do. I've seen what they're capable of. I've walked through villages burnt to the ground. Do you really want that to happen here? I don't care what happens to the people out there. I care what happens here to my family, to my clan. And I will keep them safe. If you use that orb, you will be putting everyone in danger. There's no keeping us safe. I will be keeping us safe. You will not keep us safe from what comes through that gate. You don't call the shots here, Kodak. I do. Yeah... About that, it's probably not in the best interest. We need, in this current, let's say in this current time, I'm going to call it what it is, a time of war. We need a leader who's level-headed. Oh, that was not... We need a leader who, as much as you say you're looking out for the clan, you take that orb and you use it, you've sentenced everyone here to death. What would you know about what we've been facing? You've been gone for months. I throw one of the cultist masks on the ground. I'm like, these guys here? I've seen the villages they've destroyed by using these artifacts. I will not allow it to happen here. It's not going to happen here. Whether or not it kills the human villagers, I don't care. They have no respect for our land. You think these people will be any different? You think they won't turn this weapon on us when they're done? I trust them more than I trust you. You are the reason I had to step up for this role. If it weren't for you, our father would still be here. I tried my best. And your best wasn't enough. That's why I left, and now I'm back. Why are you back? What can you do? I'm here with information. Information that, unlike your friends, will actually keep our clan safe. And you know that no matter what happens, I will not accept that. I will not stand by and watch you drive us into the ground. No one said you had to stand. So it's a challenge, is it? Either you move aside, or I move you aside. I will no longer let you stand over us. 
Hell, if Misha's ready for it, she can lead the clan for all I care, but I will not let you endanger everyone here. I would like to see you try. Well, I guess there's, there's only one thing we can do. There's only one thing it was ever going to be. However this may end, know that I will not be angry at you. At I least you've care. stuck to one tradition surrounding our people. I will make sure they bury your body with the respect that you deserve. None. <laughs> and you just kind of see, I reach into my bag and pull out a bit of the grease I used for Cartier's markings. Mm. And just run war paint down one side of my face. You if forgot it is, to get the grease, you accidentally just pulled out like more moldy bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Distraction! <Yeah. laughs> and I just kind of smear it. At this, um, you can see Leonette and, and Gordy, you notice that the other members of Clan Ironback have started to form a circle. I will, I will sort of move with them to help form the circle. And in the center of this circle... I am very much going to be standing. I, I turn to Gordy and Leo. Whatever happens, do not retaliate. Gordy's back at the this carriage by now. Like, <laughs> out of dodge. You have nothing to... Riker, if anything happens to me, you know what to do. You just hear this kind of sad call from one of the trees. Concerned bird noises. I'm going to give a respectful sort of tip of my head towards um, uh, Ursh- Ursica. A- Ursica. And just sort of, I've sort of, I've sort of moved to with the other, um, with the other. What are they? No, what are they? What's the name of them? Like the. I don't, Wait, hang on. Have I have I been saying her name wrong this entire time? I think I have. I think I, it was meant to be Ursula, and I've just defaulted to Ursica. Hang on. That's okay. I've been running with it. <laughs> no, it is Ursula. That's that's my bad. Okay. Well, I'll, um, yeah, I tip my head towards Ursula, and even so. I don't just want to call them bears, like the clans people, tribes people, what are the... Yeah, I guess the members of the clan. You don't know I'm sort of moving with them to form this circle. I am very much going to be, like, at the front, like... As yeah. in, yeah, like, I'm on the the inner ring, if you will, like, right yeah. in front of the chaos that's about to in, it, ensure... Yeah. It, it, that's about to... Just say, like, Gordy... Gordy on <laughs> Gordy on Onyx just riding away as fast as she possibly can. <laughs> just digging a tunnel. Digging a tunnel. Just a, disappears into the ground. She is Gordy a dwarf and she's digging a hole. Um, and the one thing you do notice is that the, the cultists aren't joining in this. They're off to one side. They don't really care what's going on. Um, as far as they're concerned, they seem to have what they've came for. But Ursula drops her weapons and just throws them to one side. And she doesn't shrug off the cape, she leaves the cape on. Kodak kind of just gets his staff and just throws it into the mud. Uh, roll a d20 for me. Fourteen. Um, this was not an initiative roll, but as you're standing there, Bless. 
just facing off with your sister, she starts to twitch and move as fur bursts through her skin and she shifts into this massive, almost diseased-looking bear. There are, like, spikes growing out of its back all along its spine, and its claws are huge and sharp and almost ridged and just massive teeth that almost look like tusks protrude from its mouth. And she shifts before you do. The milk. And now I will get an initiative roll. Just from Billy? Oh. Uh, yeah, just for Billy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... In typ- typical Kodak fashion, that would be a six. It must run in the family, because that was also a six. <laughs> <laughs> what Hang happens on. then? How's it, how is an initiative tiebreak broken? Whoever's got the highest decks. Oh, yeah, mine's a plus two at 14. Uh, so you go first. Oh! Yeah. Yes, okay. These are up, Billy. Um, well, I guess there's only one thing I can do. And you see me shift. Um. Ooh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> um, Not for too much longer, my boy. I rush forward and I guess I use my multi-attack on her. Okie dokie. So first up will be my bite. Yep. I don't think that's going to hit, but that's a 13. That misses. That's fair. Now for the claws. Actually, hang on. 25 it. That hits. <laughs> I had to double check for a second. I'm like, hang on, is that a 7? But no, it's a 17. Oof. Um, oof, bear claws. Let's go. Oof. So as she rears up to just sort of come down on top of you with a slam attack, you just slash up with your claws raking across her stomach. Nine damage. Nine damage? Whoop, that didn't roll properly. Does a 14 hit your AC? Yes, yes it does. So as you're you're going in with your claws, she bites down from the top, uh, raking her teeth across the nape of your neck. And that is... Ooh, uh, 13 piercing damage. 13? Yep. That was max damage. Oof. Um, and yeah, that's her turn there. Um, so in my turn, I'm going to bonus action, invoke my arcane talon. Okay. And you just see Kodak's forearms just basically burst into a green flame, very similar to when Riker disappears in and out of this plane. Um, I will go with the bite. 12? I missed it. Would it? No. Okay. It's hard to get a purchase on her body because it's just so much more massive than yours like you're about 10 feet as a grizzly standing she is looking more like 12 13 that's a big bear this is a huge bear i want to does a 15 hit 15 misses and you just see my claws just kind of glide off 
Oh boy. Um, and she uses her teeth because she's still got them gripped around your neck and just throws you backwards. Um, can I get a... We'll say dexterity saving throw to see if you're thrown backwards. Okay, so with a zero modifier as a bear, that is a ten. Yeah, you're fine. You are able to not lose your footing, um, but as you tear out of her grip, you do take nine points of piercing damage. Codex and, uh, gonna die. Nah, it'll be fine. We still got the ground plan yet, in case I slip out of bear form. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that will be your turn. I am going to bonus action burn a second level spell slot to heal for two a- two d8s mm-hmm. for a total of fourteen. I'm now going to attempt to multi attack again. So first is the bite. Um, unnatural twenty. That hits. Fantastic. And that is. That is a total of 11 points of damage from my bite. 11 points of damage. Um, rolling to hit with the claws. Yep. That's a 22. That also hits. <clears throat> Phenomenal. 22, 11, 17 points of damage. Oh. Yeah. Was that-, that arcane talent you gave me is beautiful. <laughs> oh, the, um, the tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. You said 17, right? Okie dokie. Anything else on your turn? Um, that's all I can do. I've used my action and my bonus action already. Cool. Um, so her bite attack is a 13 to hit? Yep, that hits. <laughs> Six points of piercing damage. Rolled a one on the die. Woo! Um, Still and alive. This, and this time she <laughs> does go in with her claws, and that is a whatever 18 plus 7 is. Uh, 25, I that think. That definitely hits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is 7, 8, 9, 10. Kodak has uh, another 12 points of slashing damage this time. Oof. As she just comes in, and she doesn't slash with them, but she stabs her claws in on both sides of your rib cage and then rips them out. You just hear Kodak snarl. Like this mo- it was almost like his first transformation, just that real feral snarling. And there's there is just silence from everyone else around as they're all standing in the circle just watching very stoically. Leo's just um. eating popcorn. As more of the a, stew. Yeah, um, as it is Codex turn. I will use my bonus action, burn another second level spell slot, because I'm going to need this. Oof. Um, I heal for another 8 points. Um, I'm going to go for the multi-attack first at the bite. That would be a 19. That hits. Ooh, that's a bad roll. <laughs> um, where's there it is. So for the bite, 
That will be seven points of damage. Yep. Um, roll to hit with the claws. Mm-hmm. That'll be a 26 to hit. Yep, that hits. That one there is 19 points of bludgeoning damage as I just, like, sock her in the jaw. Don't even slash her. I just punch her with a bare fist. And you hear a crack as you dislocate her jaw and she roars. And it's like... The way she roars in this form, it echoes with another voice underneath it almost. Uh, That is uh, 10 on 1, which misses. Um, And a non-nat 20 on the other. That definitely is. As she swipes with her claws again. For 9 points of slashing damage. 9 points? Yep. She's very close to knocking me out. <laughs> she's <laughs> at least like, out of bear form. <laughs> she's grabbing at you and like bringing you closer as she goes to like bring her jaws down on top of yours and like on your muzzle, but she doesn't quite manage it with her currently dislocated jaw. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> She, she's she's all done, right? <laughs> yeah, she's she's done. Okay. Um, one last multi attack before I suspect she's gonna knock me the hell out. Um, oof, twelve doesn't hit. Twelve does not hit. No. Yeah. Um, okay, Roland for my claws. Yep. You want the good news or the good news? Turn out twenties. Just one that 20. Nice. <laughs> um, um, so I think I said double damage on that? Double dice, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Double yeah. dice. Okay. Um, now, I don't believe that would double the arcane talent one. But it would That's double fair. the base stuff. That's all good. Okay. That's still looking pretty good. Um, what's that? That's 14, 20, 26, 28 points of damage. Ooh! Ooh. 800, as I just, with her trying to put my, like, my nose in her mouth, I've just socked her in the other side of her jaw, just... Yeah, you click it back into place. (laughs) Yeah, just, see? Really good healer. Let me help you there. Um, uh, anything else on your turn that you can do? Bonus action. Bonus action I otherwise. will burn one of my first level spell slots because I need a little bit of healing, or she's gonna eviscerate me the turn following. Okay, and I heal for six, and that's that's it for my turn. <laughs> All I can think of is the armored bear fights from the Golden Compass, where the like guy gets the bottom half of his jaw literally just knocked off. It's a yeah. lot like that. Mm. <laughs> Imagine the noises are probably pretty similar as well. It's Rock of Sockham Robots. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a 16 plus 7 and an 18 plus they 7. They both hit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll do the claws first, which is 11 points of slashing damage. Yep. 
as she once again stabs her claws in and brings you closer. Um, and 13 piercing damage as she wraps her snout around your muzzle and bites down. Really. Okay, I now have my... Th- I'm now back in my normal form. And I'm still fighting. You can see my okay. my talent, like my ta- arms are still got that same glow to them. Um, Your arms, like with the tattoo, they're still almost covered in a bear-like sheath. Hmm. And it is now your turn. I'm going to use my bonus action and shift because I'm going to need a boost to my AC. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that will be D6 plus my level. Okay, for 11 temporary hit points. Nice. And nice, a plus nice. one to my AC. So, I'm now back at normal health for my druid. How far away is my staff? Uh, did you throw it? Yeah, I threw it into the mud before I transformed. Um, it is six feet away from you. Six feet. Ooh. So not quite melee reach. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, I have a question about my arcane talent. It yes, it procs on all my melee. Hey, or um, is it unarmed is, I melee? Gave you right? the- I gave you the Eldritch tattoo, didn't I? Yeah. Eldritch Claw, I think it was called. Um, Let me double check. I believe it's just unarmed attacks. Okay. While the tattoo is on your skin, your unarmed strikes are considered magical for the purpose of overcoming immunity and resistance to magical attacks. You gain a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls with unarmed strike. As a bonus action, you can empower the tattoo for one minute for the duration each of your melee attacks with a weapon. Yeah, for the duration of it being empowered, any melee attack with a weapon or an unarmed strike can reach a target up to 15 feet away from you, and your melee attacks deal an extra 1d6 force damage on a hit. Okay. Well, I guess this is going to be fun. Um, I cast Primal Savagery. Okay. Uh, let's see how that goes on my melee attack. Jesus. Um, ten. To hit? Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, that's a miss. Your fingers pretty much just get nothing but fur and a lot of blood. Okay. Now I'm very terrified of what's about to unfold. So that's uh, all your turn? Yep. Yep. That's a nat one. Yeah, there's a 15 plus 7, which I'm... Gonna gonna definitely hit my AC's 15 with my shifted bonus. She pretty much launches herself on top of you, knocking... Uh, Make a strength saving throw to see if she knocks you to the Um, ground. Can I use a reaction instead to Misty Step Out? I've got one second level spell slot. That's a reaction. Yes, you may. Let me... Misty step. Can you use it as a reaction though, because it's a bonus action? Um, I believe it's a reaction to cast, but it uses your bonus action as the turn for it. Um, do you? Yeah, it looks like you can't use it as a reaction unless 
you have something that says you can use it as a reaction, like a feat. Fair. Um, I thought it was part of the spell, but that's all good. No, it's not part of the spell. Um, would be cool, though. <laughs> would be very cool, but that's all good. Yeah. Um, so that was a strength check? Yes. Correct? Yeah, uh, 10. Yeah, she knocks you to the ground and deals 11 points of slashing damage as she rakes her claws all the way down your torso. You still, like, even though I'm not, no longer in my full bear form, you still hear Kodak snarling. It's a very brutal fight, and uh, Leonette and Gordy, you notice some of the younger members of the clan who are in this circle are starting to look away. Instead, and that would be to Kodak. Um, so you said I was knocked down. Am I any closer now to my staff? Yeah, it's within three feet of you. Fantastic. I reach out, grab it, bonus action, cast shillelagh, and go to yeah. swing it at her head. That's a nat one. That's her end. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, it must run in the family. Just throws it away. <laughs> no, uh. she just grabs it in her mouth. And she doesn't break it, but she catches it. You see, Kodak's like, that is not good. Um, that's an 11 to hit. Is... That misses. Okay. Um, and claws. This is just that scene from Revenant. Ooh, yeah. Uh, claws is an 18 to hit. That hits. Um, oh! That was max damage. Uh, 17 points of slashing damage. Yep. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, kids, this is an important lesson as why you don't waste your B-shape <laughs> on an Albert. <laughs> um, your turn. <laughs> um, how... Oh, actually. You can notice no, now, like, she's that. looking very badly wounded in this bear form. Very banged up. Like, no, like, I just meant I can't cast sleep because that would straight up just be breaking the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is like no weapons, unarmed only. Your magic skirting it because you're using it for unarmed. Yeah. Um, and she's got my staff. So. Primal Savagery. Let's go. Let's see how I go. Let's a go. Let's a go. 17. That hits. Fantastic. It's been a while since I used this spell, eh? Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so that's four points of damage. That is a nun, right? Something like that. You can kind of see now, like, bits of the fur being ripped off and bits of the skin being ripped off. You can sort of see, like, the shape of the woman underneath. She's very close to being knocked out of her bear form. 
Um, that's a 15 to hit. That hits. Uh, 10 points of piercing damage as she uh, grabs your hand in her mouth and bites down with the intent of ripping this limb off. Ah! (laughs) Can't hit her if you don't have hands! That is true. Um, So I'm on the ground, right? Yes. So one arm's pinned by her head. She's basically, like, released your quarterstaff and has grabbed the hand that you used to soccer with. I'm going to cast Primal Savagery from the other side mm-hmm. and just completely blindside. Oh, whoops, that's a d10. <laughs> that's not the one I want to roll to hit. I rolled 100 to hit! Wait. 22? Thank you. <laughs> damage. That is not much better. Six points of damage as I just kind of rake at her eye. Yeah, you... This is going to be gross. Um, skip ahead a minute if you don't like gore. You rip the eye out of her socket. And you do it after you've knocked her out of bear form. And she just goes flying. And I get up and kind of like bloodied. I'm going to use one of my spell slots to stop my bleeding. <laughs> um, and then how how is she? Uh, I mean, feeling? not great. She she very angry. Oh, she looks like unhinged. Yeah. Now we're no longer in bear form. Sleep. <laughs> Burns another spell slot. Um, okay, before that, because she, as you knocked her out, you knocked her, like, right onto one of her axes. So can I get a d20 roll from you? On. <laughs> On this is, uh, actually, we'll make it a dexterity check. Uh, for me? Uh, yeah, for both of you. 17. Yeah, so she goes to grab the axe and throw it at you, and you cast sleep. Um, so I'm going to need you to roll the dice and do all that sleepy thing. Yeah, I think it's 5d8. Um, what level are you casting it at? Uh, first level. It's the only one I got left. Okay. Um, I've only had one more spell slot after this. Oh, and a second level that I've got spared in case I had to misty step out of there. <laughs> okay, creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range. Yeah, it's 5d8. 5d8. Okay, time to do this old school. My thing's... Do you want me... I've got a bunch of dice right in front of me I can roll for you. Yeah, if you want to do that, that'd be great. Why's it got to be fishing around for him? Yeah, no, I've got them out of my desk. One, two, three... Ah. Four and five. Six, eight, ten, sixteen, twenty-one. Uh, which is not enough to knock her out. No, that's fair enough. But the bonus point is the axe does miss you. <laughs> 
because you that's probably for the best. You, you make her very briefly incredibly drowsy and she sags for a moment and then falls to her knees just breathing raggedly i just kind of walk over and like you're always a fan of that trick weren't you pin down the one that couldn't fight i learned to fight she stares and i just turn- up at you like beneath her hair and she just she growls you, you lost fair and square there's just there there is no response from her there's just seething rage and this almost feralness behind her eyes i'm going to kind of walk towards the middle of the circle and just look around at everyone they all i'm going to keep my reaction yeah. <laughs> for misty step if she gets up and charges yeah. me <laughs> she is um not moving. She's just sitting there, hunched over on her knees in the mud, still bleeding from wounds that went through the bear form that weren't quite severe enough. Like they're, they're not as severe as they were in bear form, but because they were so severe in bear form, there's still marks on her skin. And she makes no motion whatsoever as Misha breaks through the circle and lifts the um, robe from her shoulders. You all thought I, I couldn't fight for lack of trying. I never thought that. <laughs> um, thanks, Misha. <laughs> you're about the only one. Uh, but I'm back now. These people are not our friends. They're here to use us. And trust us, trust me, when they are done and when they get what they want, they will come after every single one of you. There's just this I'm gonna... murmur that ripples through the crowd as very few of them actually really liked these outsiders being there. Now, they've come in, I mean, use Ursica's words, they've come into your home, not mine. You can decide what to do with them. Their fate. Entirely in your hands. And I just kind of point the staff. They're over there. They're all... They all turn and look, and some of them that have marked themselves with red are standing nearer to the cultists, and they see their people turning on them with anger, and they back away a little bit. And Misha just looks at you and says, "It's, It's yours if you want it. There's, there's so much to do. I've, we all know I haven't been here for the last couple of months, but... No. I guess I won it by tradition. It's, an, it's a burden I will carry. Well, that and... It was your father's robe, even if you don't stay. You know, you, you should have it. It will come back to the clan eventually. I'm... This belongs to the Iron Back. So this will return to the Iron Back. Whether it's with my last dying breath, I will return this cloak to the clan. And she nods and holds it out to you. I just kind of go and bring her in for a big hug. Oh yeah, she happily just like wraps her arms around you and lifts you off the ground. I'm sorry you had to see that. Nah, we all kind of knew it was coming. 
Also, I, I bet on you winning, to... so. <laughs> <laughs> I walk over to Leo and Gordy. I'm just, I'm so sorry you had to see that. Like, still propping myself up on my staff. I'm just going to grab a um, health potion and just, like, shove it in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gordy. Um, how much does that heal me for? I was going to use, I was going to cast Cure Wounds, but I think you're good um, now. A yep. single standard health potion is, I think, 2d4 plus 4. Yeah. Um, also, this Robe of the Bear Lord is the item that you've been handed. And it makes your transformation into a cave bear rather than a grizzly bear. Um, makes your AC 16, both in and out of bear form. And you also get a slam attack that I haven't properly started yet. But Okay, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> um, Leo, Gordy, I'm sorry you had to see that. The clan has its traditions, and unfortunately, that was one of them. It was kind of awesome. Yeah, but family <clears throat> shouldn't fight like that. Mine do. It's just having siblings, right? I just pictured, like, multiple Gordies stacked on top of each other fighting like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... We should probably go have a look in the temple. (laughs) And you just see me just kind of half go to collapse. You don't want to rest for a minute? Why don't you just sit down? Maybe have some And you just see Kodak sit down with a bowl of stew and just kind of, like... Start, 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 The rest of the clan has dispersed at this point. Some of them come over and they don't say anything, but they pat you on the shoulder. Just kind of half out cold, just getting pats on the shoulder left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I suppose there's probably some business to attend to, yeah. though. After that, Indeed. you uh, you. Barely survived. And I just kind of want whistle and Riker comes down from the tree. I, I made it, buddy. I'm alive. He pecks at your hair. Not not like to hurt, but like is preening you. No, I just imagine Kodak's covered in mud right now. Just Yeah, mud, blood... Uh, it's just messy. <laughs> Saliva, yeah, messy, gross. I just look at where my hand is and how it was almost not there anymore. <laughs> just so, what are the three of you doing? There is still an angry mob of bears, very nearly chasing down some cultists, and a oh, just... let them chase them down. <laughs> I was going to say, I, w- I want to kill them. Actually, no, I don't. That's not... That's not the in cultists. character. My you main concern at the ball. moment is Kodak and the large amount of blood that he has uh, left on the forest floor. That's not all his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some of it is. <laughs> I'm going to a bit, cast... uh, Quite a bit of it is still his. <laughs> I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on Kodak. Okay. And I'm going to do that at, uh, just bear with me for a tick. 
Uh, I'm going to do that at second level, which is 2d8 plus 3, which I will roll now. Hell's yeah, 7 and 6, 13, 16. Heal for 16 damage. Nice. And with that, I'm pretty much good to roll. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um, yeah. Back in business, baby. Thank you for that, Leo. It's, it's, it's appreciated, really. You just see me kind of holding my gut, but now I'm just using the one arm to hold my staff and support myself as opposed to... Of course, my... friend. You're now no longer at risk of your uh, intestines spilling out. <laughs> yeah, my insides are no longer coming out. <laughs> for clarification... Who is currently the leader of the clan? Kind of just kind of looks around. And he's like, "Would you believe me if I told you?" Oh, that was meta. That wasn't in character. Uh, oh, technically Kodak. Yeah, I thought so. Technically, I just won. You just very much. You just got handed the role that he wasn't ready for. You just won. <laughs> you just basically so you basically won the cloak and the leadership role. Yeah. So So where is think think of it like a crown. So where is Ursula now? Is she sort of just tending to her wounds? She is roll a perception check for me. Sixteen. You can see there's just a trail of blood and you can see Ursula making her way just out of the clan's camp. Kodak, does that mean she would rather be alone? I think she just needs time to vent her frustration. She's probably a little shameful at the moment. Very well. As of eight months ago, I couldn't transform at all. I was considered a weakling by many people in the clan. Baby brother. So her losing to essentially the weakest person in the village is going to be something she's going to have to live with for a long time. What happened to your father? There was an attack. It was really early hours of the morning. Just There was so much fire and smoke. and I did try my best. I really did. But unfortunately, our attackers had already killed my father. And she, I tried as best as I could to heal him. And she blames about, you for not being able to transform and save him? Precisely. And not being able to heal him well enough. That's kind of why I left. But she could transform. She also failed to save him. That is true. There are many parts, many people to blame for what happened that night. But at the end of the day, it's it's the group of people that attacked us. It's ultimately their fault. Oh, we of were attacked. So I, I think everyone just has a bit of an issue trying to... Trying to wrap their heads around things. You know what we need to do, don't you? Stew. And I just look <laughs> over at the food on the fire. We need to find this orb. <laughs> Who knows how many demonic beings have been unleashed on this world by now. We do We do need to get the orb. I can't believe they planned on using it. What idiots. Not idiots. No doubt these cultists span a story that they fell for. I suppose we should probably keep one of them alive. Even the smartest person alive can be manipulated if you know the right words. That is true. It's 
No one that's truly at fault here. They're all taken advantage of. And which is why I'm very glad. my sister in charge. Which is why I'm doesn't... very glad that you defeated your sister, because now she cannot stop us from going into the temple and getting this orb back. That is true. I was also very close to not winning that fight. I know. But I had faith in you. That just kind of like flashbacks to the fight. There's like seconds where I'm like briefly <laughs> unconscious, just trying to hold on for dear life. I have seen the way you fight. It was never in doubt, at least not for me. Thank you, Leo. I do appreciate it. I wish more people around the clan carried your sentiment. They I will believe now. I'm sure now that they do. A but... few more of them will now after seeing that. We should we should probably go and get that orb. Let's get yeah. assuming it hasn't been taken. Uh, the quicker um, the... the better. So hang out on. of character. Is there tents that the cultists were staying in? There's a couple like tents and more permanent looking shelters um dotted around. Because that's the thing that sort of confused me. So these cultists were just what? They came and made friends with the clan and then just started living with them? Not all of the cultists. There's only a, like maybe six of them here. But that's what happened. Like they basically rocked up, made friends with all of these bear people, and then just used them to use the orb essentially. In a very basic manner of speaking, yeah. And they had them all fooled. Or at least they had Ursula fooled into thinking the ore was a good thing. Yeah. Or the opening the gateway to letting God knows what into the world was a good thing. Essentially what they... From what you have gathered in character, um, what you've heard so far was that people were cutting down the forest, were disrespecting the land, um, they weren't like respecting that this was a habitat and the the clan's living area so rather than being a nomadic group as they usually are ursula decided that they were going to remain in one place and try and stop these issues from happening um and it was there that the cultists kind of manipulated her into thinking that she could protect a clan by using the orb. Yeah, gotcha. So she was basically humans did some bad shit and she was like, Fuck, we need to protect I need to protect my people and the cultists were like, Well, slaps orb, this bad boy can fit so many protections in it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Got ya. Okay. Now thank you. That ex- now I yeah, get you. Yeah. So what are the three of you doing? Um heading towards Kodak. the ruin. Do you need more time to heal? Do we want to check the structures first? Uh, after you did that for me, I, I should what be What about right. Mishka? Thank you. Um, Gordy, you're good at finding things, aren't you? I sure am. Um, did you... I will Would go... Would it be possible? Sorry, Sorry did you Sorry. say, uh, what about Misha to Misha? No, to Kodak. Will she be okay out here, or does she come with us? Oh, she, she's... She's plenty capable of handling herself. Oh, yeah, so I'm she's fine. coming, or she's not coming? Um, well... I mean, that, that's more up to you guys. You can come along if you'd like, Misha. It's been a while. Um, but do you do you want to make sure no one starts a riot out here? Just There seems to be a lot of mixed emotion at the moment. Yeah, they'll probably beat some other people up. Make sure none of them die, please. Just I make no promises. And I just kind of give her a nod. <laughs> um, but you were saying something to Cordy before. 
You're good at finding things, aren't you? I am. I've got a oh. very good eye. Do you think we should check their buildings, and just in case they've already found the orb? We might as well. We don't want to give them a chance to get away with it. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. We can always go to the temple afterwards. Exactly. I'm sure they've got, and I gesture over at the growing crowd, bigger problems to deal with. Maybe someone should also make sure they don't have it on them. Maybe Misha could do that. Has Misha walked off yet? No, she's still standing there. Oh, Misha, before you go, I kind of like give a brief description of the orb. If this is found on any of the cultists, can you please bring it to me? Um, okay. So it's just a big round stone thing? Yep, that's basically it. Just let me know if they've got anything like that on them, please. Okay. And she walks off Thank towards you. the crowd and goes, Oi! Strip them down to nothing and then just, you know, set them loose. Okay, it's like stifling a laugh. I, I, wish th- I wish them all the luck in the world. Yeah, running naked through an owl. <laughs> running naked through the forest. Um, I'm just going to go and explore the closest tent. Um, ruffle through their belongings. Um, if I find anything worth keeping, I will keep it. Okay, um, roll an investigation check for me. Um, that was a nat one. Oof. Yep. I mean, it's a nine, but it was a nat one. Um, with a nine... You find a lot of chalk. Excellent. I'm going to keep some of the chalk. Okay. So you've got a, um, a few... Whoopsies. I don't know, sticks of white chalk? Are mm-hmm. they called sticks? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Makes works. sense. You got some things of white chalk. Excellent. I will go to the next one and also investigate that one. Okay. Um, just make three more investigation checks if you're rummaging through each of the tents. Okay. Okay, these ones are much better. So that's a 17, a non-nat 20, and a 26. Okay, so with the 17... Um, you find a, what looks to be a holy symbol that burns when you touch it, um, and a couple of that. And you also find a small black notebook that is written in a language you don't speak. Is that just in one of the tents? Yes. Uh, no, that's in, like, all the other tents. Like, okay, cool. combined, that's what you find. I will keep the daggers... When the holy symbol burns, can I pick it up, or is it like, like hurts to hold kind of thing? Um, are you picking it up and holding it? Trying to, yes. Yeah, so you take like one point of fire damage oh, from it, so it, it does hurt to hold and to pick up. Just, but not much. Um, <laughs> I'll wrap my cloak around my hand and like hold it like that. And take it out to um, Leo and show him. And I'll show um, both Kodak and Leo the notebook and see if they can make any sense of it. Sorry, so what what was the thing you were showing me that wasn't the notebook? The The holy symbol. Would I know what this is, Ash? Uh, Roll a religion check for me. Radio. And with my religion bonus of a lot... um, I believe it's a plus six, but I'm just double checking now. Pretty certain. Yeah, oh, plus five. In that case, 18. Okay, yeah. So this looks 
very similar to your own holy symbol, um, but it's oh, there goes the camera. Uh, but it's warped. And when I say warped, so, I mean it like it looks wrong. Someone bought your thing off Wish. Okay, so it's not just like it's been melted in the flat in in the heat, which would be ironic. It it like it, it, it's actually almost misshapen in a way. Uh, so, sorry. So so the like the actual symbol itself, like the the physical object isn't misshapen. The design that's carved into it looks like not quite an inverted symbol of your flame, but a. I guess, for, for lack of a better way of describing it, looks like an evil version of it. I frown. This is quite interesting. It almost looks like... If I... It almost looks like a, a spin-off. It looks like... It looks like the holy symbol of my church, the church of the... Well, my church, I say. The church of the eternal flame, but it's not right. It appears as though it's been... Maybe a spin-off? Or maybe a like a a different sect of the church i'm not sure i i can't say i've ever seen this particular symbol before but one could say this it's like a cult the, <laughs> this isn't the normal whoever whatever whoever whoever the followers are of this this isn't the re, this isn't the this is not this is not the church that 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 i know like a corrupted version. Um, with that book, would my runekeeper be able to decipher it, or is it gibberish still? Oh, yeah, no, you do have eyes of the runekeeper. Um, you can read all writing, right? Yep. Can you tell what language it's in? I, I don't know what languages they are. I can just read them. Okay, so <laughs> you, you straight up you have no idea what language it's in, but you look and you're like, oh yeah, this is like cultist drabble. I can read this, but I don't know what it is, guys. Just the word fire over and over again. It says burn. I'm going down and I'm burning a ring of fire. The burn book for the cult. <laughs> um, you were showing the notebook to Leonid as well, right? Um, yeah, yeah. What, what languages do you know, Leonid? Um, I know. I'll get that up to... Celestial, common, dwarvish, and giant. Okay, can you roll a history check for me? 19. Okay, yeah, so with that, you recognize the language as infernal, um, which is... So basically hellish. Yeah, and you recognize it because it uses the same script as celestial, um, but it's all kind of I'm just of picturing backwards. it written in, like, wingdings. <laughs> Wingdings font. The thing, think more like the Daedric font from Todd Howard's favorite oh, game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So no. we didn't find the orb. We haven't found the orb in any of the tents, and I don't think it's on them. So should we just go and check the runes? We may as well. <laughs> and then a nap, I think. Okay. Let's go. Okie dokie. So can I get a marching order? Who is going in first? I'll go in first. Yeah, I'll follow up. Is Leonette taking the le uh, the rear? I'll take the rear. Okay. All right. So, um, Misha does notice the three of you breaking off and <laughs> heading down into the temple, um, and they break away from the group and 
come with you, just kind of almost like skipping along beside you guys. Um, this temple is largely underground, and there's a a noticeable shift in temperature as you as it cools down from being deep in the earth, and there's roots and just... vines breaking through and cave-ins and cobblestone, and it looks in a much worse state of disrepair than the other ones you've been in. You just hear Leonette, upon feeling the change of temperature, just give like a sigh of just... Ah. The cold. Matches my heart. Okay. You don't need to turn this into a personal attack. Um. <laughs> <laughs> don't I, Ben? Does it, like, is it sloping down, like, going underground, or is it fairly level? So there's steps that lead down for maybe a hundred feet or so, and then it then it opens out into like an antechamber. Okay. With a few other passages leading off. And there's some cleared piles of rubble and uh like some tools and stuff from people being down here digging and like excavating, basically. Um, I'm just going to kind of look around. Is there anything that would indicate, like, an altar, anything like that? Or um, do any of the passages look more worn than others? Uh, roll any investigation check with advantage because you're looking at stonework. Uh, that was a non-nat 20. Okie dokie. So the two off to the side... Um, look more recent um and they've both been excavated the most the one in the center looks much older and almost naturally carved um as opposed to having been man-made and it also looks much deeper well i don't know about you guys but these two, um, I'll point to the outer tunnels, they look as if they have been made recently. So, I mean, they could lead to where the orb is, but then the middle one is much older, so it could lead to an altar or something. It's possible. Maybe. Well, you're, you're more at home underground. You lead the way, Gordy. Um... Okay, I will go towards the left tunnel. And um, what are you looking for in this tunnel? Um, I would be looking for any um, footprints, anything out of the ordinary, um, keeping an eye on the safety of it, as well as just sort of like trying to work out if there's you know, any kind of comings and goings. Anything that might indicate okay. that like it's the hiding place. Um, so roll a survival check with advantage again because it is underground. Oh, that was a 19. Okay, so there is, there's been a lot of heavy traffic along this one in particular um, just because it's, it's there, it's like the first one, people are going to go down the first one first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems to be very cleared out. There's been a clear passageway cleared out and you can see the like the actual stonework um and it comes to just a small cavern and 
in the center there's just a perfectly circular round pond. Um, I will go over to the pond and look into it. There's just, it's eerily still and you see your reflection just gazing back at you. Okay. Um, can I see into it? Is like the water clear or is it like muddy? The water's like crystal clear and you do just see the bottom. It's just like carved out very smooth from the stone itself. Okay. Do you guys see anything? Um, just a DM question. Is this pool similar to the one in the very first temple we ever went to? So there wasn't actually a pool of water in the first one. It was yeah. like frozen over. Yeah. Um, and no. So the one in the first temple that you went to was more natural and it looked like there was something frozen in it. This looks very much like it's been painstakingly carved out it's too perfect of a shape to be natural um so we can see into it like see it's clear can we see the bottom yep okay yes hey leo can you light this up for me and i hand him a pebble i cast light and i just quickly throw in the water so we can see better and as it hits the water it goes out Okay. That's, that, that's different. Um, can we still see the pebble? You can still see the pebble. It's not lit up um, anymore. It's no longer lit up. I kind of want to collect some of this water. You can collect some of the water, yeah. I'm just going to get like three, four vials full. So you have three or four vials of special oh, water. Special. It is special water. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to look for in the room in particular? Is there any like any sign of like an altar, any other passages or doorways? Anything indicating um, there might be hidden? Roll perception for me. Yeah, the nine. Can't see anything. Um, other The other two can roll perception as well, if you're at looking. Yeah, I was mostly looking to see if anything's been taken from the room. This room looks pretty sparse. Um, that was perception, eh? Uh, 22. So as you're looking around, um, and with everyone else looking around as well, kind of stand in the corner for a little bit, or as much as there is a corner in a circular cavern, and you notice that there's something reflected in the pool on the roof. And it's a very crude drawing of a jug pouring water. Oh, that's... Guys, guys, the ceiling. And I point up. Are there any jugs around that... Not that you can see. Can I in this use my water bag and pour some into the pond? Okay, you pour some water in the pond. Okay. With worth a shot. Um, shall we check out the other tunnel? Uh, yeah, perhaps the jugs are around there somewhere. Let's give that a go. Mm -hmm. We can always come back. Um, okay, uh, which tunnel are you going to make your way down this time? The second one, the middle one. Okay, same marching order as before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay, so as you head down this tunnel, it's a lot colder and darker than the other two. All of a sudden you see this glowing green lush cavern in front of you. 
Hmm. I haven't realized this was down here. This isn't somewhere your clan yeah. really comes to either. It's the first time you've really been here for long enough to explore the ruins. It's definitely different compared to the other temples. I like it, though. And there's... It's it's very calming. It seems like you can even see like a soft breeze in this cavern. Um, and in the middle of the cavern, just sitting on a stone dais, you see the orb. Just carefully looking around as I walk up towards it. Okay. Um, so you take a few steps and then you stop as if you've walked into a barrier. I can't do much because I don't have any magic. I can't, like, do any... Leo, any ideas? And I just kind of pat the barrier, just... No. What happens if I use one of the vials? I don't know, I'm just going off based off the other mm -hmm. room. If I put one of the vials of, in air quotes, special water on it, does anything happen? So how, how are you, like, putting the water on the thing? I kind of just want to put my, like, I'm just going to drip it across and see if anything happens. You see, there's, so they're not really big vials. Um, and it looks like it's going through something and landing on the floor and kind of snaking its way towards a divot in this opening into the cavern, but you don't have enough in the vials. We're going to need a bigger jug. need a bigger boat. Well, we know where the orb is now. We just have to get to it. Maybe we should check. Perhaps That's tunnel exactly number three. That's exactly what I was going to say. I like your thinking, Gordy. All right. Um, while you're walking down to this cavern, is there anything you guys wanted to discuss in character? How are you guys finding the iron bear? You have a lovely home. It is quite lovely. The people, they grow on you. Misha seems lovely. She is. She's truly the best our clan has to offer. I do not doubt that. Do you think these caverns are some kind of puzzle? I think you might be onto something there. There, there seems to be... With the other temples, there were riddles. Puzzles to be worked out. Mm -hmm. And they're normally zombies. So Kodak's like on edge looking for anything that's dead and isn't staying mm -hmm. dead. You haven't seen any bodies at all. Not even bones. That's arguably a good thing. Kodak approved. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I sure hope there aren't any zombies this time. I hope not. Right. Orem should be happy that we've got his last orb, or at least found it. Well, yeah, if we can get it. So after a while of walking, you come to another room. And this time in the center of the room, it's, it is once again a circular room. And there's kind of an area on the outside that you can move to. And then in the center of the room, there is a, like a pillar. And it's about like 20 feet away from the, um, the wall on both sides and dotted around the room you can see six uh like circular plates wait so there's six how tall is the pillar 
So it's on, like, it's on an even level with the rest of the room, but there is a massive drop. Ah, uh, okay. So it's standing in the center of this massive hole. Okay. Um, 20 feet away on all sides from the, like, the narrow area around the wall where you can Can walk. we see anything on the top of the pillar? Not at the moment. Okay. And the plates, are they, like, like, are they, like, eat-off plates or are they plates as in, like, circular discs? Like heavy circular discs. Are they embedded into the floor? They look like they're raised up a little bit on it. They look like if you step on them, they might. Yeah, sink. excellent. That's what I was thinking. Maybe we have to put weight on each of these to get to the pillar. Perhaps it'd be worth a try. Um, um, I'm going to step onto the closest one. It stand. You stand on it, and it sinks down with a click, and the wall grows, like the, the floor grows a little bit. Right. I'm going to step back off it. It stays clicked in. Excellent. I'm just going to go around to each of them and step on them. Yeah. So that one has clicked yeah. in. And then I would have just gone from like, just, yeah, around the circle. Um, okay. So as you step on this one, you hear yep. a click, and you look back, and you see that the other one has come unclicked, and that area of the base that grew has shrunk okay. back. Kodak, Leo, someone step on that again, will you? And I just kind of put my foot on it. Okay, so you're pinging on that one again. It clicks in with no problem. Does the floor change at all? Yeah, the floor grows again. Did it grow when I stepped on... Um, where's the thing that one no so when you stepped on this one the moment you stepped on it the other button unclicked. okay stay there kodak i'm gonna step off this one and then step back onto it and it does the exact same thing as you step off it's fine with kodak on the other button when you step back onto this one here um the plate that kodak's standing on still unclicks and the wall shrinks back in. Okay. Kodak does the hokey pokey and steps on it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go to yep. the next one around um, yep. and step onto it. Okay. Same thing happens. It unclicks the first button and nothing Maybe happens. Maybe have okay. to step on them all at the same time. Um... I want to Kodak, step back on that. Sorry, I just want to see if like if we have to do it in a particular order. And yep. I step back on it again. Yeah, and I'll just yep. So if you step back on that yep. one, um, I'll number them going around so that we can just. Can we use Riker to try and trigger this plate? I just want to see if these weights enough to trigger it. Um. Yeah. If you put. Riker on, then it will sink. So it seems like it's less about weight and more about something being on there. Um, I'm going to use my grey bag of tricks. Um, I just need to remember. It's a D8 for that, correct? Let me double check. Yes, it is a D8. Okay. Let's see what I accidentally summon. So I, like, reach into the bag, feel a small fuzzy ball, and... Oop. Need a D8, not a D12. 
a three, which is... Badger, 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 badger mushroom, You just see me mushroom. kind of throw this little ball. Like, it literally just looks like the pinstripes of a badger until it hits the ground and unfolds. And you now have a very confused looking Sorry badger, to do this to you, friend, but I need you to step on that button over there. And with beach speech, oh, hopefully he gets what I mean. <laughs> which button, particularly? Um, we're going to send him to number six. Oh, hang on. No, wait. Riker's okay. on six. Let's send him to five. Oh, Riker's on yep. six? Did you put Riker on six after you stepped on one? Oh, I just yeah, kind of sent him that way, yeah. Okay, so before that, did anyone else step on a button? I was on number four. I was... No, okay. not as far as I'm aware. Sorry. This is one of those things where I need to, like... So, Kodak stepped yep. on mm-hmm. one. Then Gordy stepped on yep. four. So once Gordy stepped on four, everything unclicked again. Okay. Um, so it looks like you might have to do it in a specific Yeah, order. that's exactly what I was trying to work out by going one by one. Um, Kodak, can you get the little ones just to step off for a second? Yep, I'm like, guys, off the buttons, please. And can you step on number one again? Yep, and I just step on it. Um, and I will go and step on five. Um, and it clicks off again. Okay. One more time. Uh, everyone off and Kodak on. Yep. And I will go and step on to number six. Okay. And as you step on six, they both click in and another level appears. Slightly above the first level, so it's making like a step pyramid mm-hmm. um, up to the dais. Okay. Um, Leo, do you want to try stepping on that one, number two? Sure, I'll go and step on number two. All right, and as Leo steps on number two, it clicks in, and another step comes up. And Riker, could you step on to number four? Then I send Riker over to four. Riker steps on number four, it all unclicks again. Okay, so we know that... We know that Kodak is the first one, and then me, and then Leo. So if we step back on in that order, and then Riker, can you step on to the one next to Leo? Yep, I make Riker go to three. Okay. Uh, Unclicks once again as he steps on it. And the badger's just looking at you like, what am I meant to be doing? One more time, Riker. Um, This time on the one next to me. Okay. And as he hops on number five, it clicks in and another step appears. Okay. And now, Kodak, can you get the badger to move on to number three? I can try it. Badger, please, can you move over there for us, please? And I just kind of gesture towards button three. Hmm. Alright then. And he grumbles and everyone else just everyone else just kind of hears badger noises. <laughs> but he waddles over and sits on button number three and it clicks in and another step is revealed. And now we just have to get something onto the last If Riker if any of us step off, does it unclick? Do you try? Yeah, I'll step off. So if you step off, everything else remains clicked in. Perfect. I will walk over and step onto number four. Okay. And with that, uh, the final step appears as button number four clicks in. 
and you see or hear before you see like the grating of stone against stone as something appears to open in the uh, at the top of the pillar. Okay, I will head up to the top of the pillar to investigate what is there. All right. Uh, it appears to be another, um, like a deep kind of vault, almost like a very small vault, but it is pitch black, and even with your dark vision, you can't see into it. Uh, Leo, can I get some help up here? Yes, of course. I'll go and help Gordy. Okay. Can you create some light for me? As you wish. I'll just, yeah, basically cast light again. I just need to look something up very quick. How's a light cleric go with magical darkness? That's what I'm looking up. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. fair. Okay, so if you, what are you casting um, light on? Um, uh, I'll just like basically summon a ball of light in my hand. Okay. It doesn't seem to light up the darkness in this, in this pillar. Damn. Magical dark. Well, I guess I can't get through magical darkness. I could go down there. So when I say like vault, I mean like it's 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 not it's not a person sized vault. I just couldn't think of the right word for it. Um, so it's you can you can reach in and take something out. You won't be able to fit in there. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. I it's like will... a, a pocket vault. I'm sure there's a, like a I'm sure there's a word a for safe? It. a secret. Yeah, a safe more. Well. I'll reach in and see if I can feel around. Okay, you reach in and roll a saving throw for me. Um, what kind of saving throw? Um, a charisma saving throw. Uh, Actually, wait. Let me let me double check something because I think I'm misremembering this. Um, that's um. That's an uh, seven. Sorry, wisdom saving throw, not charisma. Oh, wisdom. Throw. Yeah. My bad. Okay. I misremembered what the saving throw was. That's nine. You not great. feel something in there and you are just terrified. Um, so you are now under the effect of the fear spell and you need to move as far away from this thing as you can. Okay. I will scream and run over to the. Um, the tunnel and I guess just keep running if I have to get as far away from it as I can just like out to the main entrance of the ruin. Yeah so once you leave this room whatever affected you wears off and you're like Mm. oh god what just happened okay I will come back in but Mm -hmm. more tentatively this time. Okay um, I'm not sure what's in there, but it is really, really scary. Um, can I go up and attempt yeah, okay. to put my hand in there? Um, so once again, roll a wisdom saving that throw. That I will try to do. As you... You said wisdom, right? Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that was a nat one. Ah, oh, balls. There's something Ooh, wet in your seven. pants now. <laughs> As you are overcome <laughs> with fear. See, this guy's smart. He wore his brown pants. <laughs> I guess it's your turn, Leo. Alright, looks like I'm up. I'll yeah, basically well, do the same thing. Save throw. With them mm-hmm. saving throw. Here we go. As you 
you know, plunge your hand straight into the gomja bar. Alright, saves, wisdom save, do that. 19. Alright, you are able to put your hand inside this safe and you feel the handle of a jug. And you pull it out. I feel the handle of a... Of a jug. I'll pull the jug out. Alright, you are able to remove the jug from this hole and it looks to be just a small earthenware jug. Is there anything in the jug? Nope, looks like it's empty. Is that all that was in the safe? Yep, that was all that was in there. Great job, Leo. I guess we can fill that with the special water and then try to pour that over the force field. It's as good an idea as any. Hopefully it works. There was an effect when I put the vial on there, but not enough to be substantial. Perhaps more of it will help. I feel like Leo would think that we're insane because, like, we literally just ran screaming from a, a jug <laughs> and a tad ur- and a touch of urination. No, 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 that's just mud. It's just mud from the fight. <laughs> that's why it's wet. I see. <laughs> no other reason. None at all. <laughs> all right, so you head back to the other room. Yep, to number one to collect the water. Okay, who's going to collect the water? I'll do it. I mean, Leo's got the jug, yeah. So you plunge your jug into this pool and fill it to the brim and it just sort of bubbles a little bit. And there's this just overwhelming sense of calm that comes over you. And as you pull it out, the level of the water in the pool seems to have remained unaffected. Hmm. And yet the jug is full of water. Okay, let's go and see if we can get this orb. I'll lead the way back into the middle tunnel. Okay. And the cavern that you were in before remains completely unchanged. It's just a lush garden with just a breeze filtering through the trees. Leo, do you want to try pouring it onto the force field? Yep, I'll do that. Um, so you pour it along, like, how, how are you pouring it here? Like, Basically, yeah, just along it. Okay. So you notice when you pour the water that there is that divot where the force field seems to be coming from. And as you pour the water, it just keeps filling and filling and filling and filling and filling. And it seems that it's filling the force field all the way up with water. And it hits the top, and then it just crashes down in this wall of water, making you all very wet. But if you attempt to walk through, the force field is now gone. Ha-ha! <laughs> could act like, see, it was just the water. And so is the image of that lush, peaceful garden. So it's just like a regular cabin. It's now... It looks like it was once a garden. There were trees and roots and vines but they're all now long dead and almost look like they're petrified and amongst some of the trees you can see mummified remains as if the roots are mm-hmm. growing over God. Them. oh well who's gonna take the orb we can get Riker to attempt to pull it out but it may not go too well for poor Riker is mm. that what you're going I mean to do? I I'm just thinking back onto the other ones where 
even I couldn't physically pull it out. So, Raka may not be able to. I'll try it first this time. I'll go up and I'll use my cloak to, like, pick it up. Yep. So, as you, you're able to pick it up very easily. Um, where's everyone else in this room, by the way? I'll be relatively close by, Gordy. Yeah, same. Okay. Um, roll a perception check, the three of you. Fantabulous. <sighs> My rolls have been so bad. Mine was a 10. 15. Mine 15? was also a 10. Nice. 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 So, as Gordy lifts this stone orb, Leonette, you just hear this sound of movement behind you. I turn around. Right, and as you turn around, you can see that the roots of the trees that were holding these mummified remains back are receding. And the guardians have woken up. And that is where we'll leave tonight's episode. We'll pick up there next week. I have been Ben, otherwise known as Leonet Lawkeeper. I'm Emily, playing Gordy. And I'm Billy, and I play Kodak. And I'm Ash, and I've been your DM. And we hope you all have a wonderful night. Chin FM, student-powered radio.